Tugio. Welcome to the Sarah and Patty podcast. Hello, it's producer Alan and this is the Sarah and Patty podcast. In this edition, we talk to US correspondent for Channel 7, Mike Amor, about the McGregor first Mayweather fight over the weekend. We asked how much is too much screen time for your little kids? And we reflect on weekend sport with James Bracey. It was huge yesterday. It was absolutely massive. Floyd Mayweather and also Conor McGregor in the big fight in LA. Now he's got him in the corner. Now he's a sitting duck. McGregor hit with a right hand and tries to survive. Oh, he's he is loose. On wobbly legs. He's about to go. Floyd Mayweather has McGregor on the run. A shot. Left hook, another hook, and it's over. Robert Bird says it's over. Sarah Jane, this man was in Vegas. Did he fly in his personal jet and Ooh. was he ringside Ooh. paying $100,000 for Let's a ticket? Let's find out. Let's it's find out. Mike Amor from Channel 7, US Bureau Chief. G'day, Mike. Hey, Mike. G'day, guys. If only I had my own private jet for the $100,000 ticket, I'm happy to say it didn't cost me anything. Oh, <laughs> you lucky thing. Well, Look, everyone would be jealous of you because we were looking at the front row and Patty said last week, when you see it ringside, just remember how much they paid for their seats and there's you rubbing your hands together, seeing mm. it. And did you have a great view of the fight or where were you? I wasn't quite right on ringside, to be honest, but I was about 20 rows back, which was still a pretty good view. You know, when you think of the likes of uh, Charlize Theron, Chris Hemsworth, Jamie Foxx, LeBron wow. James, they all took up those ringside seats which were selling oh, I saw one ticket up for a hundred thousand yeah. dollars so yeah it was an impressive crowd I mean Vegas does fight does boxing like no other city in the world and Mike what about the main event view in America a lot of people because there were so many people trying to get on they weren't able to get connections through the main event channel <laughs> yeah there's some cranky people out there <laughs> today that a uh, hundred dollars um lighter in their pockets because they did pay uh, the pay-per-view. Uh, it was $100 to watch it, and they could, they weren't able to, to watch it. So um, that became a problem. That was because there was just so de- so much demand, we understand, and people were kind of tuning in at the last moment, and many of the systems just crashed. I mean, even in a city like Vegas where, you know, cash kind of flows like water, uh, the, the money involved is just staggering. One billion dollars, they think, they'll get out of that fight. You know, Floyd Mayweather, who's retiring or is retired, will get three hundred million. We understand, and even though Conor McGregor lost, he'll get a hundred million. And mm. he, he's only up until now, his net worth was twenty million. So it's not a bad night's work yeah. for a man who lost. And yeah. and tell us then, Mike, what are the purists saying about it? Because for a lot of people. They were concerned about Connor's style, being that he was from UFC, and the purists saying, oh, he's going to probably... And he did, at times, hit the back of his head, of, of Mayweather's head, and there were some other things going on. What is everyone saying about the boxing match itself? The purists are saying, well, this is a win for boxing yeah. over this newcomer UFC. But, you know, you've got to take your hat off to Conor McGregor. He started very well. I mean, I saw some of the, the scoring by some judges. They had him win two out of the first three rounds and he kept putting his big right mitt in front of Mayweather and that seemed to kind of unsettle Mayweather but the longer the fight wore on the more you saw that you know Mayweather is a professional fighter this is a man that went in to this fight 49 and 0 um, yeah. had never lost before perhaps one of the greatest 
fighters, whether you like him or not, one of the greatest fighters uh, the sport has ever seen. And he eventually just took over. But what also happened was McGregor just tired. He is used to fighting longer rounds, but not as many of them. And that became obvious. And in fact, when it was stopped, the fight was stopped with a technical knockout in the 10th round. McGregor later said, look, I wasn't hurt. I was just tired and I wanted to fight on. But at the end of the day, you saw the difference in a man who's been fighting, been boxing all of his life and a man who is a mixed martial artist. And so is boxing tougher than UFC? Ooh. Ooh, that's the question. I mean, I think the debate has been silenced for now, but I'm never UFC fans and there are many of them will say, well, look, he only took part of his arsenal into into this fight when you know when they grapple and kick and knee you know he was at left just using his hands so it's probably not a fair comparison but for now certainly um, you know uh, the night belonged to Mayweather and the purest boxing fans. All right, Mayweather said that's it. Do you think though one day, <laughs> one day, Mike? Yeah. Oh, so do I. So do I. <laughs> I reckon uh, one day. Uh, I was there when he fought Pacquiao and course another big blockbuster fight and he then said nope i'm done but you know what can change a man's mind is if you wave a 300 million dollar mm. check in front of their faces sure. you know i'd you know look <laughs> if they want to if they want to give me a hundred mil i'll get into the ring with either of those two <laughs> uh, no problem i reckon a hundred thousand might i'd be happy I, okay yeah one dollars one yeah. actually hundred thousand one well, punch feel on it. It. no you'd be, no. you'd be down the canvas <laughs> no, it'll be over pretty quickly yeah just ready for the handout for the pay <laughs> oh, mate oh, well that was so good to see you there i saw you on the news last night covering the press conference as well with floyd mayweather he looked as though he'd only just run around the block yeah uh, unbelievably <laughs> fit unbelievably fit yeah no sometimes you get lucky in this job uh it was a lot of fun to be there. All right. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Cheers, Mike. I think, you know, we wouldn't have had this discussion years ago, but unfortunately we do. And <laughs> it was discussed on Weekend Sunrise, and it's about our kids and screen time. Being warned too much screen time is creating a generation of children with speech problems. A quarter of Australian kids are now said to be starting school with language and communication vulnerabilities. That's according to data from the Early Development Census. Some primary students are also developing American accents due to too much time watching YouTube. Wow, I didn't know that, American now, accents. Yeah, well, you know, that's been going on for a while. Um, I, can, I can tell you that, you know, Sesame Street has been on my entire life and probably, yeah, you get a bit of a flair because you watch this and that. But you know what? This is, have a listen to these guidelines. Federal Health Department screen guidelines say children younger than two should not spend any time watching TV or using electronic media. Children aged two to five should be limited to less than an hour a day. Now, there are parents all over saying, gee whiz, I hand my kid my phone while I'm at the shops and let it watch Dora the Explorer as long as I can so I can get my stuff done. I've got to get my my job's done around the house, so yeah, I park the bassinet up in front of the bananas in pyjamas and let them watch. Foxtel has been a, a babysitter well, sometimes. Y- yes. So now we're asking everyone the question, have you put a limit on it? Do you adhere to the guidelines I just said? None at all for younger than two and children two to five less than an hour a day, or are you over that? Does that shock you? 
What are your thoughts? I think other uh, ramifications are too spelling with kids because with their phones, when they have autocorrect, they just don't even worry about it. Now they just or all the or learning the American spelling. Or even words like schedule and schedule, that annoys me. Our word here in Australia is schedule, but everyone says schedule. It's even on our, on, on air with us now. People hardly know what the right thing is. So look, screen time, not just TV. We're talking about games. We're talking about what, what as Patty said, you know, communication, those kinds of is things. There, is there a restriction? But you know what? Not, it'll be another day, but even sport, because I do speak to some people and they go, Oh, the kids have got something from Monday through to Sunday. But, um, we will look at is the restrictions, do you put restrictions on screen time with the kids? What are your screen guidelines yeah. at home? How are you policing it? Are you like that guy we had on the air just a few weeks ago who had a safe put in the house to hide the, uh, <laughs> the phones, the phones and the devices? <laughs> We're just having a look. There was this, uh, grab from Sunrise on the weekend. It went, right. Warn too much screen time is creating a generation of children with speech problems. A quarter of Australian kids are now said to be starting school with language and communication vulnerabilities. That's according to data from the Early Development Census. Some primary students are also developing American accents due to too much time watching YouTube. Bizarre. Well, I don't think you can blame YouTube. Mm. I mean, it's been going on since we ever had American television. We've all remembered from Leave it to Beaver days, you know. I mean... Oh, fiddly dee potatoes. I watched too much boxing yesterday with Conor McGregor. (laughs) (laughs) I used to say, you know, as a kid down the road, she was from the States, and I forever... Mum and Dad still call carrots carrots because I used to come home and say, oh, carrots, I want some carrots, just because I had a friend from there. So, I don't think the accent's as bad as some of the things that happen. Now, what's the guidelines there? Oh, the guidelines. Some guidelines. Screen time guidelines. Federal Health Department screen guidelines say children younger than two shouldn't spend any time watching TV or any other electronic media at all. And if you have a little one from two to five, it should be less than an hour a day. Now, that includes handing them your phone at the shop's so they can see whatever it is to keep them quiet while you're trying to do what you're trying to do. And some of them little ones are in prams now. They're just sitting there agog at their iPads. Why didn't they tell me this when we had our kids and I was using Foxtel as a babysitter? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, Jan, like Haven, hello. Hi, Jan. What are the guidelines <laughs> at your place? Hi, Sarah. Yes, I think we should look at the guidelines and I think spend more time reading and singing and puzzles and... I think that would be great for children to have less screen time. And, Jan, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because that is what I was alluding to when I said we, we change it up a little bit. We we not only have the screen, of course, you've got to do loads of reading and loads of singing and all that stuff too, but I make my kids watch and always have old movies. I'm talking about, you know, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I'm talking about Cary Grant the other night was in a, in a thing called Houseboat. I, I make them watch older things as well as the, the, the modern stuff so they get a cross-section. I think that's important too. Yes, that's a great idea. Jan, yes. thank you All right, very Jenny, much. Thanks for and that. You, Jan, you're on the standby list now with Lionel Richie as well. Yeah, how good is that? Everyone who calls on 4324 Hey, Mary. Mary, hi. Hey, Mary. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, good. Are, are you, you adhering to the screen time guidelines? Uh, when, my, when my kids were younger, I definitely did. Um, I didn't even know about the guidelines, but I did spend more time on puzzles and books and yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, now they're all eight, uh, nine and ten. Um, so we do have an electronics rule there. They only get electronics on a Friday afternoon, weekends and school holidays. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, and and how yeah, do they so go with that, uh, Mary? Do they like it? Do they do they enjoy? Do they get outside, kick the footy? Do they read more, colour in more, play with plasticine? Yeah. What's the go? 
definitely. They um, they spread their time among their Pokemon cards and um, uh, and Lego and all that sort of stuff. Lego's so, been a big um, hit, actually. So they look forward to it. Yeah, I think but the girl Lego has been a big hit in our house. Now that girls have got Lego too, things that they yeah. like, that's really cool for them, really great. Yeah. Well, we've, we've actually given our daughter as much of the girly stuff that she could possibly have. But because of her three brothers, she ends up watching um, Batman movies and playing with the, the boy stuff more than her own stuff. So. Yeah, that does happen. That's great, Mary. Oh, Thanks, Mary. Mary. Thanks You're on the standby that. list as well. Thank you. No problem. Thanks, guys. Yeah, 20 past eight. We'll give you more chances to go on that standby list after 8.30 with our last calls. And it's the um, great experience from Lionel Richie. Yeah, that's that's going to be great. Be it's very interesting looking at that screen time thing. I know that's a... L- it's it's difficult to say that you you know you your two year old shouldn't be looking at the television at all. I mean, I I I think they love it. I think it's so fun to see their little faces. But but limit the time down. Yeah, Dora the Explorer. I knew <laughs> there was trouble there. Anyway, swiping no swiping. <laughs> James Bracey's sports wrap with Sarah and Patty for plantation shutters, external louvers, and roller shutters. It just can't beat Central Coast roller shutters. Yeah, so many things we must talk to James Bracey about from Channel Nine. We've got to go local. We've got to. We might talk a little bit boxing when we, when he well, comes. Well, we've got to talk a little bit of boxing for sure. Boxing. We might ask him the question we asked in the snap poll as well. Yeah, with Jimmy Bracey now from Channel 9. G'day, Jimmy. Hello, gang. How are you, buddy? Very good. It's a Monday. Another oh. round gone. Another, Another round, round and gone. we've got one more round, then we've got Mad Monday, champ. Oh, wow. Yeah. We've started stitching your outfit for Mad Monday. <laughs> so, so you've got... Do you think it's important you yeah. get involved? <laughs> are you there? I need titties in my outfit. Oh, listen, you know what? While you see what we've got uh, in, pl- in store for it. you, it's going to be great. You will love it. It'll be like, you know, how Floyd Mayweather walked out oh, he looked into amazing. the ring. Cheesy looked good. Yeah. Wasn't that good? We didn't know it was him. Well, we could get you a suit like Conor McGregor's with the words on it that you just can't quite read. <laughs> Actually, mate, we looked at it in our snap poll earlier on UFC v Boxing. Uh, Which is tougher. Yeah. I swear, James Bracey, before we get onto the r- rugby league, I thought... That Conor McGregor would be so much fitter than Floyd Mayweather. I really did. I thought that he would outlast, but he got really pooped at the end. All the way around, wasn't it? It was funny to watch. Mayweather just looked cool as a cucumber uh, right at the back end and sort of just ended up just pushing him around. And I love how Conor McGregor after was like, why could just let him knock, him, knock me into the ground? <laughs> you know, I was... I was just tired. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. But you'd had you'd had enough, mate. You had had enough. Yeah, he did. Mill and walk away. Yeah, and the other three hundred mil, mate, for boxing and and the sport, it was just absolutely huge. What a promotion! What a promotion! Oh, amazing! Just seeing it and the price of tickets, the celebrities that were there, the the amount of money involved, as you say, three hundred for Floyd, a hundred for McGregor, and. Yeah, you know, that's a couple of times now Floyd Mayweather's been paid two to three hundred million dollars for a fight. I just it's scary to think about just how big a fat that bank account is of his. Does he need any more in his entourage? We'd be great, wouldn't we? And he just flips how much is enough? I wonder when what point you just I don't know becomes you know uncountable. Earn it while it's there, I say. Yeah, ask Paddy. Yeah, well, how much is enough, Paddy? Well, look, when you got your own private jet, that's when you go. Well, you won't win it back in your Broncos. Ha ha ha! <laughs> we got second, Jimmy. Oh, what was that happened? A seamless there? transition into Come NRL. Come on, go the Eels. What were, what was going? As I said, they honestly, the Broncos players thought that ball was a box jellyfish. Fair dinker. <laughs> they were hopeless, mate. That was very un-Bronco-like on Thursday night. Sitting there and I'm going. What is happening here? Twelve point eight eight seconds in, and uh, an Adam Blair brain snap sets up the eels for 
an amazing match. 86 points scored in it. There were 160 points in the first 160 minutes of the round. The two games combined, it was a crazy round, and now we've got another beauty coming up this weekend. It's going to be, but even the Dragons beating the Panthers, the Panthers on a roll, and the Dragons beat the Miners. Yeah. Uh, Josh Dugan, I didn't make the bus. <laughs> oh, what about that story? And now the big question is: Does he play against the Bulldogs with their season on the line this Sunday? Yeah. It's, um, there's a bit more to that story with Josh Dugan. Uh, it sounds like there's been a few repeat offences over the last little little while, and the club saw yesterday's missing of the buses. As the, the, you know, the, I guess the moment to really pull him in the line yeah. uh, they shouldn't have already. But I love the fact that he quickly, hurriedly drove himself out to Penrith and was then told no, mate, you're not playing. Oh, he would have been. And they won. And then. And they won without him. And they won without him. Yeah. yeah. Not, not a great day. Not for Josh, anyway. No. No, indeed. Mate, not a great day on the Central Coast, too. With that brawl involving players and spectators at Erinner's elimination final win over Berkeley Vale, which is making news today. Yeah, last thing you want to see. There's nothing that frustrates me more than seeing stuff happen like that in the crowds and what's meant to be a great day, a great occasion for for local yeah. sport. That, and we don't need too it. Often these Seriously, days. you don't need it to promote for the game's oh, promotion, do we? God, it's the worst thing ever. No, not at all. And I noticed there was... It's, I don't know what it is about days when there's big-name fights on as well. There were a lot of pubs and clubs yesterday, too, around the country where... Yeah. You know, people just start turning on each other. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's ban the boxing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what he's saying, however. <laughs> no, but there were some pubs in Sydney last week that didn't want to get the main event viewed yep. because they were worried about the Irish um, supporters if McGregor uh, had had lost. And um, But it was in Gold Coast, in Sydney, all around. How was everything else locally? Uh, pretty good. Well, that was the result of that match, in the end, Erin of 30, Berkeley Vale 6 and Terrigal beat the entrance 28-6. So now we go through to the semis next week. The entrance and Erina will meet at McKillop Oval and it's Wyong who've been sitting there patiently waiting to take on Terrigal at Doyle Sporting Fields next Sunday. So the entrance and Erina Saturday, 2.30. Sunday, it's 2.30 kickoff for Wyong and Terrigal. AFL Black Diamond, Cardiff 109 beating Nelson Bay 48. So it's a Terrigal Avoca Cardiff Grand Final. That's coming up on Saturday afternoon. 215 first bounce at Newcastle, number one sports ground. And in the rugby union, carry on 33, beat Watervale 27. So we'll see the major semi final coming up this weekend Terrigal v Arimba, and that's a 3 p.m. kickoff on the second. So oh. bring it. So Thank we, you. We've got Mad Sunday, then Ma- Mad, Mad Sunday. Mad Sunday, Mad Monday. Hey, just quickly on Bledisloe Cup, I thought the Aussies were. Oh, I thought we were going to do it. Wasn't it exciting at the start? And then. Ooh. Oh. Sitting there in the nine studios before we're going on for our, uh, our football broadcast, I thought, this could be something special here, but you never get... It's like being a North Sydney Bears fan. You never get too excited when you're far in front. I learned yeah. that in my childhood at North Sydney Oval, and there's something about the Wallabies and the All Blacks that has a similar taste to it. And as we saw, they came back. Yeah. Uh. Scott came back again, and even with three minutes to go, you thought, when this kick-off, if the All Blacks get this ball back, you just know they'll That's be it. able to finish the job. And, and New Zealand won. And what about Barnaby Joyce was doing cartwheels down the main street of Tamworth? <laughs> How bad is that? <laughs> anyway. All right, Jimmy, thanks for that, mate. We'll speak to you next Monday. James Bracey from Channel 9. Thank you, James. Good You've been listening to the Sarah and Patty podcast. Catch them live. Weekdays from 5 on 107.7 2GO.